listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Pet Peeves is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com forward slash pet peeves, P-E-T-P-E-E-V-E-S. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojong. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shojai. Did you know that June is Adopt-A-Cat Month? Now, why should cats need their own month to be adopted? That brings me to my rant of the week. If you love them the way I do, it's got to frustrate you why other folks miss out on all those perfect cats. Now, I adore dogs, too, and horses, as well as wildlife, deserves a helping hand. But I want the best care for all of my pets, including cats. Felines have gotten the short end of the health care stick long enough. On top of that, it's kitten season. There are far too many kittens and not nearly enough homes. Well, at least there's not enough cat-centric homes willing to give these special felines a loving forever life. I just don't get it. Well, today's guests will explain why so many of our cats languish in shelters and dispel some of the damaging myths about cats that are maybe keeping them from being adopted. We're going to describe some of the steps that cat-savvy organizations are taking to turn that around. In the first half of our show, we welcome back Dr. Patricia Olson of the Morris Animal Foundation, and we're going to talk about the Happy Healthy Cat Campaign and the results of a recent survey about perceptions about cats. And in the second half, we're speaking with Dr. Diane Eigner, a feline specialist and chair of the Catalyst Council Board of Directors. So call all your kitties, and we'll be right back. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Hey, boy, how you doing? What am I doing? I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (laughs) Yeah, I know, me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity, and friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here. Create your own life book for your pet. 
PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Dock. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. And please help me welcome Dr. Patricia Olson, a feline fancier, a president of the Morris Animal Foundation, and this is an organization that funds animal health research that protects, treats, and cures companion animals, horses, and wildlife, and yes, kitty cats too. Dr. Olson helped establish many programs that foster the human-animal bond, and she's won numerous awards for her work, which included efforts to address pet overpopulation and the relinquishment of unwanted animals. She's been a guest for us on Pet Peeves before, so welcome back to the show, Dr. Olson. Oh, thank you for having me. I want to revisit, just to see if it's changed or not, uh, what cats and dogs share your life. Oh, my goodness. I have Emma, who's a 13-year-old yellow lab, and Socrates, who's a 9-year-old golden retriever, and then I have Henry, referred to as the royal one, who is my wonderful feline companion, and Henry's about two and a half years old. <laughs> and who rules the furry roost? Oh, absolutely, it's Henry, the cat. Uh, <laughs> he, um, the dogs adore him, if you can believe it, and he certainly is the king of the household. <laughs> well, as I mentioned in the opening, June is National Adopt-A-Cat Month. Dr. Olson, why do you think cats need their own special month? Well, certainly there are millions in need of homes, and Henry came to me as a stray and needed a home, and there are many, many others. Um, If you ask shelters, they are always trying to find more homes than are available for, for cats, so they definitely need their homes. Also, cats when lost, and I'm sure that Henry may have had a loving owner at one point, but when a cat is lost, and many people do not put identification, don't collar them or have um, microchips or whatever, when they're lost, there's only a 1% chance that that cat will get reunited with its owner. So there's a lot of things that we can do, and I certainly think the cats need their own months so that we can talk about some of these issues. Well, I know that Morris Animal Foundation partnered with the American Pet Products Association and Maddie's Fund, and you all put together this online survey gathering information about the perceptions of cats and the likelihood of cat ownership among not cat owners, basically trying to figure out why don't you have a cat as a pet? What were some of the results of this survey? 
So it was very interesting. We actually surveyed 1,102 people, and you're right, about half of them had a pet that was not a cat, and the others had no pets at all. So none of these people had ever had a cat. And what was very interesting is when we asked them about what they thought about cats, some of the negative attitudes that they described or maybe that they thought cats were unpredictable or standoffish. The positive attributes were that they were independent and smart. And so those could even be considered similar just depending on your perception. Um, but the one thing that was very interesting is that they listed some top-rated negative behaviors. And those were, for example, jumps on counters or scratches furniture or spits up hairballs, things that are very easily remedied by appropriate diets or um, behavioral modification. So I think that there is tremendous opportunity. The other thing that was extremely interesting in this survey, if you looked at the population out in the hinterland that might want a cat, I would have, you talk about myths that are present, I would have said somebody like me, older, female, maybe living alone. Instead, it turned out that a population that might really be interested in future cat ownership were younger men. Wow. And so, yeah, and so there you go. I mean, things that we think may not actually be factual, and hence our foundation always wants to be guided by science, and I thought the survey was very interesting. Well, that's wonderful. That really is kind of surprising to me because you have this perception of these macho guys. Well, you know, I have to have a dog and, you know, he has to, I can wrestle with him. But, you know, I think people are starting to understand that you can show your more sensitive or your more intuitive side and that's going to appeal to a larger number of people. It re- it's a reflection of maybe the inner real person. So I'm, I'm really gratified by that. Well, and as you you asked me about my pets, and I would say that Emma and Socrates are absolutely, you know, my best friends. But when I come home at night, if I'm going to laugh out loud at something, it's because of Henry. You know, I mean, the cat (laughs) is running across the, the room to go look out a window to see a bird or whatever, and he is absolutely makes me laugh out loud. So I think there's tremendous benefits to cat ownership as well. Is there a next step after you have all of this great information now? Are there plans in place to act on this, maybe to to target some of these younger men and say, hey guys, look, this is, this is the perfect fit for you? Well, exactly, and that's why we're sharing, which we consider this survey to be a preliminary one, but we're sharing the data with the pet industry groups. Um, and also with the veterinary groups, because we believe that a lot of our messaging going forward um, should certainly reflect what we have found, or at least to validate what we have found through more extensive studies to see if, in fact, this work is correct and we've identified a demographic that perhaps we hadn't considered before. Let's take this the next step forward. I know that the Happy Healthy Cat campaign has been going on for quite a while. How does that relate to this survey? And just tell listeners, if they missed an earlier show, what is the Happy Healthy Cat campaign? Well, we started the Happy Healthy Cat campaign to raise awareness that cats need veterinary care and that they're unique relative to their health issues. So, for example, it's not... um, 
unsurprising to any veterinarian who might be listening, cats receive less veterinary care. There are fewer cats going in to seek routine care than dogs, and yet cats outnumber dogs in the United States as pets. So what is the potential reason for this? Well, sometimes it's difficult to just get the cat to the veterinarian for routine care and diagnostic tests. But on the other hand, you have to be aware that cats are masters at hiding illnesses. So it is good to have that routine care. And if your listeners want to go to our website, which is researchforcats.org, and it's four is the, the number four, researchforcats.org, you'll have a link there, which is life stage guidelines that have been produced by the American Animal Hospital Association and the American Association of Feline Practitioners to allow people to know when should I take my cat based on age, et cetera, to get vaccines or diagnostic tests. Another thing for our foundation is cats have very unique metabolism and diseases. They are not just like a small dog. And so our research has to be really tailored to address their issues, and that's what we want to do with the Happy Healthy Cat campaign. Two little research is being done to benefit this species. Well, how can listeners find out more about the Morris Animal Foundation? And this Happy Healthy Cat is, is just one of the special campaigns. There's a lot going on there. Where can they find out? Well, www.morrisanimalfoundation, all one word, morrisanimalfoundation.org, And you can learn about our longitudinal canine cancer campaign. We're trying to, we're going to be following a thousand golden retrievers throughout their lifetime to try to identify risks for cancer. You're going to learn about the Betty White. Betty White, who's been a 40-year trustee of ours, has helped us start a wildlife rapid response fund. We're going to be funding some work in the Gulf right now to look at all these dispersing agents that we're learning. We have no scientific information as to how toxic they might be on wildlife. The foundation is doing some amazing contemporary work. So I would encourage your listeners to go to the website, morrisanimalfoundation.org, and learn all about the species of your choice because we are there for helping the world's animals. Fantastic. I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us, Dr. Olson. Now, we do need to take a commercial break, but we will be back shortly and continue our categorical conversation with Dr. Diane Eigner. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books, such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and Me author John Grogan, 
Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash pet peeves, P-E-T-P-E-E-V-E-S. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash pet peeves for your free audiobook. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We are back, and this time we're speaking with Dr. Diane Eigner, a past president of the American Association of Feline Practitioners, and she's committed to feline medicine. She was appointed to be the American Association of Feline Practitioners representative to the 2009 Board of Directors of the Catalyst Council, and she now serves as the chair of the Catalyst Council Board of Directors for 2010. Welcome to the show, Dr. Eigner. Oh, thank you for having me. I'd like to ask you before we get into the belly of the show, what pets do you have and share your life and your love? (laughs) Um, At the present time, I have three cats. One is a Sphinx cat that I rescued from a shelter where I consult. Um, We affectionately call her Naked due to the fact that she's hairless, (laughs) but her real name is Velvet due to the way her skin feels. She's probably my present love of my life when it comes to my animals, though I won't tell my other cats that she's my favorite. Um, And I have two Cornish Rex cats that I got. They'll be two years old in July, so I got them a year from last December. My husband is actually allergic, which is sort of a little bit of a joke around here that I married a man who's allergic to cats and dogs. Cats that are somewhat, um, I guess you consider them hypoallergenic. And then I have a Welsh corgi named Twink. 
and a red-tailed boa constrictor, a Russian tortoise, and a leopard gecko. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> it sounds like that you've got enough there to keep you busy and keep all the kitties uh, entertained as well. <laughs> it's fun around here. <laughs> well, let's get right to it. What is the Catalyst Council? The Catalyst Council is a coalition of the veterinary community, academia, nonprofits, industry, and animal welfare organizations. And we have permanent seated board members that include representatives from the American Association of Feline Practitioners, the American Veterinary Medical Association, Society of Animal Welfare Administrators, and the American Animal Hospital Association. Um, and what we're trying to do is really address the fact that we don't think that cats get their due, both in terms of respect and status and in terms of health care. Why is that? Well, we don't really know why that is, so I think there's been a pattern where they haven't been depicted so well in advertisements, movies. In that realm, they're not always shown to be a, a really positive kind of pet, and I think that because people tend to think of cats taking care of themselves, they sometimes don't recognize the needs they have. And then cats make it kind of difficult to take them places. So for owners, it can be a real challenge to even get the cat in a safe carrying container to get it to the veterinarian. So I think it's, it's a combination of things. Well, I think possibly there some of those myths that are out there are actually keeping people from even considering cats as their next pet. So I know that Catalyst Council is partnering this year with the American Humane in an effort to promote Adopt-A-Cat Month. How did that come about and what can folks expect? Well, Jean Brunt, our executive director, has been networking, looking for opportunities to advance the status of cats. And because we're committed to collaboration, the opportunity to join forces with American Humane seemed like a wonderful partnership. And what we're trying to do is engage the veterinary community and the shelter community to get cats in good homes and then to make sure that those cats are owned by people who then are educated about good cat care. And we're even going so far as to provide information to veterinarians so that we can help them better serve their cat patients. Well, I know I'm right now I'm at the CatalystCouncil.org website and looking at some of these resources, it's really pretty amazing. You've got free information ready to be downloaded, a poster for veterinarians. There's a, there's a list of websites to cat resources specifically for veterinarians. Uh, when this great stuff, I happen to be involved in helping to prepare uh, the categorical care, a cat owner's guide to America's number one companion. So there's just so much here. Could you describe what some of these things are and what people can expect? Sure. Well, there's packets that are going out to shelters and there's packets going out to veterinarians. And you've mentioned many of the things that are included in the packets. We have this wonderful reference that you just mentioned, Categorical Care, that I know you were involved with, with Steve Dale, and we look at that as a very user-friendly resource to help everyday cat owners learn what their cats need and how to try to keep them in optimum care. And that will be available in shelters when people adopt their cats. 
Poppies are also going to be available in veterinary offices. And then, as you mentioned, there is the AmericanHumane.org site where resources are available as well. All of this aimed at giving owners easy information that can help them keep their cat healthy. So we're trying really hard to not only get these cats in good homes, but to also make sure that they receive the care that we think they deserve. What is your ideal outcome for June and Adopt-A-Cat Month and then going forward? How do you think this is going to impact the lives of cats during the rest of the 11-month year? Well, I think we want, first of all, just to put the idea in people's heads that cats are wonderful companions. And then we want to promote adopting from shelters where, as you know, there's way too many cats out there that need deserving good homes. So that's, I think, the first start and hopefully getting people to think then about getting their cats from shelters and that thought then would continue 12 months a year and not just during the month of June. And with the materials that are available associated with the adoption, we're hoping that these owners will learn how to give these cats good care and address the fact that even though cats have outnumbered dogs for a while here in this country, they don't receive the level of veterinary care that dogs received. It's actually quite disheartening as a veterinarian committed to keeping cats healthy. So we're hoping that those owners, of course, will continue that care 12 months a year and the information that goes to veterinarians we're hoping will empower those veterinarians to do a great job with their cat patients, which I'm hoping they already do, but helping them to maybe tweak their care, making that even better. And then if that visit that that owner, new owner has with a veterinarian who's very feline friendly goes well, we're hoping it'll just carry that through so that that owner will take that cat to the veterinarian more often so that it'll get the kind of care that we so hope it will get you know, a month-long activity that'll it'll continue to have its footprints for a while. Well, I know that a lot of shelters will list reasons why cats are relinquished to their care, and one of the top reasons is allergic to cats or allergic to pets. You are the perfect person, the perfect person <laughs> with uh, as a feline veterinarian and as having a, a family member who is allergic and yet still having pets, what are some things people can do? Obviously, it is possible to be allergic and still indulge our pet love. Well, there's two things I'd like to comment about what you said. I'm happy to talk about allergies, but I think that it's often misleading when owners leave their cats at shelters that they claim it's due to allergies, when in fact, I think that the real reason is often something else and one of the most common reasons for relinquishment actually has to do with behavioral problems and and that goes back to the categorical care document and some of the materials we're providing and hoping to train shelter personnel and veterinary personnel better so that we can really get that new adopted cat off to a good start with a good owner who then has a better understanding of cat behavior. So that's that's one thing that's really significant about cat relinquishment that I'm hoping we can impact. In terms of living with a cat when you're allergic, it just really requires being committed to making it work and being willing to work with a human allergist who won't just say to you, get rid of your cat. Obviously, in my husband's case, that really wasn't a good option. <laughs> and and to, talk, to make matters worse, I mean, I live upstairs from my hospital, so he can't get away from cats. <laughs> and, 
And yet, he lives a very healthy life, but he's really committed to his own health, and he's a wonderful patient in terms of following his allergist advice. So that would probably be my top recommendation is to find a good allergist, you know, that could work with you. I know that one of the things that all allergists say is that don't let the cat in the bedroom, which could be really difficult for many owners, but I found a way to spend a lot of time with my cats and not to have them feel that I'm punishing them when they're not allowed to sleep with us. But I know that that's a, a, usually a general recommendation if you have somebody in your family that's allergic is try not to let the cat in the bedroom. All right. Well, how can listeners find out more about Catalyst Council and the special free information? Give us the website again, please. Yeah, it's www.catalystcouncil.org. And that will get you to the Catalyst Council page where you'll find all kinds of resources. And then there is also the American Humane website, which is www.americanhumane.org. And if you follow some links to information on their page, you'll get to all their information about um, giving a shelter cat a home. And there you'll find many of the things that we talked about in this conversation. Great. Well, we are out of time, but I would like to thank Dr. Olson, Dr. Eigner, and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. Please take a moment to give your cat kids a scratch. Special thanks to the efforts of Morris Animal Foundation, the Catalyst Council, cat owners, and giving their cats better care and a chance for a happy, healthy life. To learn more about these incredible organizations, you can go to our guest page where you can have your cats. Check out the details of the websites for morrisanimalfoundation.org and researchforcats.org as well as catalystcouncil.org and American Humane. Now, I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. Email me suggestions or post a note to my blog by dialing up PetLifeRadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. For free behavior and cat care tips, in addition, you can check out the Pet Peeves newsletter available from Shujai.com or visit me at Cats.About.com for more free cat behavior information. Purrs and trills until next time. And don't forget to pet your critters for me. And if you don't have a critter, Adopt-A-Cat Month sure can fix you up. Adopt a pair and they'll keep each other entertained. After all, you don't want them to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.